0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 22nd edition of the Legionnaire podcast. I am one half of the gorgeous hosting duo, Callahan. And unfortunately, my brother is still out in Colorado. He's busy. And thank God today I am not talking alone by myself. I have my good friend from school, Riley, joining us. Riley, say hello to all like 10 of our listeners.
1: Hello, guys. I'm excited to finally be on. I feel like we've been—I've been trying to get you to have me talking on this for a while, and then we were thinking about doing it. What was that Thursday? And then that didn't go so well. But I now get we're frantic
0: here, so. texts from you. You're like, "I'm so sorry, I can't make it on." <laughs> Dude, the funny thing was is like I knew like when you were at—you had been asking me like, "Can we do it Saturday?" or maybe like later? And I'm like, "No, I gotta." I normally do it around this time just because it's easier for me to do the editing and stuff because I just learned. <laughs> So I had prepared for you to be like, sorry, I can't do it. So I had like a backup thing last minute.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was we, Jacob, our, our other friend uh, from school, was who, who's no longer living here, uh, was in town and he wanted to go to like cliff jumping. cliff jumping or something. Yeah. yeah and, and it was really fun. But of course, that's we funny. didn't bring our phones to the cliff jumping and lost track of time. So yeah, that's fine. Oops
0: no yeah that's fine i didn't really want to talk about loki alone so i grabbed it i chose a different topic but yeah. um yeah it's oh god this, well let's talk about because like you and i initially started going to see mcu movies together like back freshman year because transparency you've graduated i still have one more year because i'm dumb and i have to go five years to finish my degree
1: well here. Yeah. You're not dumb necessarily. I'm jealous that you get to have another year in Madison. But yeah, so Cal and I met freshman year in the dorms, and I feel like Marvel was one of the big things that kind of. Marvel and then also just kind of. Star Wars. Gossiping about people in our dorm. <laughs> Wait. <We, laughs> so yes, we've... Marvel, Star Wars, and gossiping, I feel
0: like. <laughs> yeah, we became friends because we both realized we couldn't stand more than half of the people in our dorm. Yeah. And then we ended up just playing Battlefront 2 and fucking, um, oh shoot, I'm only supposed to drop the F-bomb once because we're a PG-13 podcast for Rated R World. Whatever. What
1: else? Um, we played Fortnite back when the Thanos stuff was going on because Infinity War came out freshman year and they had the Thanos thing. I remember during finals, we would be studying in the basement because we, we had a couple classes together. We'd be studying in the basement, and we'd take a quick break and run upstairs.
0: <laughs> I want to play Thanos. I want to play Thanos. <laughs> I'll never oh, yeah. forget. You were playing one of the, the – map. well, it was the only map, but like this one kid had killed the guy who was Thanos, and he was running to the gauntlet, and you sniped him in the head right before he gra- – like right as he grabbed it, and he didn't even get to use it yet, and you killed him on the spot, and we were geeking out, screaming, laughing – but like, This is during like the quiet hours of our dorm, and Caleb, the RA, was like, guys, you cannot be screaming like this during the middle of the day. We're like, but we just got the Infinity Gauntlet.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I, I honestly miss the dorms. I, I thought I was never going to miss them when we were in the dorms, but those are some classic times, for
0: sure. Yeah, it was easy because all your friends were like, just right down the hall from you. True. And then we went and saw, well, we saw Black Panther before Infinity War.
1: Was that the first one that? Because that,
0: that came out together? in February, right? Right before because Infinity War was that May.
1: Black Panther was first. Did we see it together twice? Because I know I definitely saw it twice. I don't know if I saw it with you twice because I I saw it when it came out, and then I decided to to watch the full saga. Before, <laughs> I remember that prior to Infinity War, and I was dead set on finishing the saga before going to see infinity war so I think that's when I dragged you to go back to black panther with me
0: I only went the once. only one who wanted to
1: then that might have been the time I don't remember exactly but I, we
0: bust there remember
1: that's right yeah we we took like the city bus all the way out to Marcus which is like I mean it, we were on the bus for probably like a half hour it was oh yeah
0: it's like, we normally like going a out drive. into the
1: burbs yeah that was quite the time. I love Marcus because they have an AMC closer, but Marcus is far superior to the at least the Hildale AMC.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we went out there. Oh, no, that was the, <laughs> the Infinity War debacle when one of the guys wanted to sit next to you, but you're like, uh, Cal, sit next to me. <laughs> He got irate about that, and I bought him milk duds. And then he, we, re, and then he's like, "I don't like milk duds," and it was a really uncomfortable situation.
1: Yeah, yeah, we went with a, a, a very eclectic group, but I only really wanted to sit next to Cal because <laughs> he's the only one that I actually like talk Marvel with. Everyone else is a fair weather Marvel fanboy, pretty much.
0: I'm kind of turning into one though, because like well, we watched Infinity War, and that was like phenomenal, and then. We went and saw Endgame the following year. And like after Endgame, like I've been like really on and off with like watching Marvel movies. Like I just watched Spider Man Far From Home for the first time like in March.
1: Well, you haven't even seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. I was just listening to your podcast from a couple of weeks ago, you and your brother ranking the movies, and both of you put Ant-Man and the Wasp all the way at the bottom. And I don't think that that was not warranted. But
0: Really? Where would you have it?
1: Well, close to the bottom, but. not, not below Thor, the dark world. I mean, that movie is atrocious. It's just like unwatchable.
0: It is pretty bad, but I can't believe
1: you haven't seen Spider-Man until recently. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I love Tom Holland, but I feel like part of the reason why I've been sort of out of the, the Marvel vibe is because, I mean, we, it's been too, I mean, black widow just came out. Have you seen that yet?
0: No, my brother saw it. He said it was alright. I listened to his review on the pod because I wasn't on for that, obviously.
1: It was nice just to have another Marvel thing to like go see. I, I, it could have been anything. If it was a Marvel movie, I would have watched it because if you think about it, I, this is the longest time since Iron Man came out that we haven't had an MCU movie. movie.
0: That's true. But, but now I feel we like have the a shows couple were coming good. down
1: the pike. The, the show's definitely subsidized it. And we can get into, obviously we're going to talk about Loki, I'm assuming, right? But like of the three shows, Loki was definitely my favorite. WandaVision was great, but it wasn't like.
0: The same experience. it, It wasn't the same
1: as a movie, especially going to see a movie in the theater. I'm so glad that I went to the theater to see Black Widow because I miss theater so much. I mean, there's something to be said for just being able to stream a movie that you don't have time to go and pay $10 at a theater for, but I do love movie theaters.
0: Yeah, because, like, think about, like, the experiences we had, like, in Infinity War and Endgame, when, like, the big stuff happens, and you're, like, everybody's reacting, like, oh my god! Like, everybody's shouting and screaming, like, when Tony Stark gets all of the um Infinity Stones on his armor, and, like, he's, like, about to snap, and everyone's like, ah.
1: <laughs> That, yeah, I because we saw both of those move those respective movies like on opening night mm-hmm. So I mean packed theaters it was I mean it it felt like a, a Sporting event like mm-hmm. if it, it was the energy in the theater was awesome And they still have those videos people have audio recordings from different theaters of like, and they have them. They have them time synced with the movie, mm-hmm. and so you can like watch the key clips of of Endgame with the theaters' reactions to it. And, and some when I'm having a, a bad day, sometimes I'll just go back <laughs> and find those and watch them. It's awesome.
0: Captain America catching Mjolnir, and everyone's like, ah!
1: "Oh my!" Yeah, that was awesome. I, I I think Infinity War is the better movie, and I feel like mm-hmm. we agree on that. But Endgame, watching that, I mean fan service in general like yeah. i have mixed feelings about that but they, i don't know if they if anyone's ever done fan service as well as endgame did fan service i mean it was just it was like an ode to anyone that has ever been a fan of superheroes it was phenomenal
0: that's true yeah endgame was like i remember when we watched it like we both walked out of it thinking like that was better but then like as like time went on and like we rewatched the movies. Like we came around thinking like infinity war is better, but like end game just has like this experience. That's like like infinity war was an experience itself, but like en- the, the experience of end game completely blew infinity war out of the water. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of infinity war, you got some beef with me about the ranking that I have the MCU movies and where I have Thor Ragnarok.
1: Yeah. Ragnarok is, is, my favorite of all time i mean it is just an incredible movie and i love taika waititi he is one of my favorite directors in general
0: but i don't know what do you love so much what, about ragnarok i just like
1: how i don't know i, I it didn't have to it, it wasn't like um it didn't have to be a massive scale movie in order to kind of get the point across and it i i really liked how how much it pivoted Thor's character before Ragnarok I was never a big Thor guy and and it was it was the first I mean there's always been like comic relief in Marvel movies but that was the first movie that I was like crying laughing while watching I mean it is just the st- the new, like Korg and Meek in that movie is just, I mean you do an excellent Korg impression but it's it, 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 everything about it and I felt like even beyond the the comedy of that movie I felt like they did they made it funny but also did a, a great job with really like kind of getting to the roots of Thor as a character like even the as simple as getting rid of his hammer i mean that's what he was in the first two movies he was the guy who had a magic flying hammer Mm -hmm. and i thought it was just so cool to not only like get more into into him as a character and in his kind of emotional journey but also like him and his powers and see really how powerful he is as a superhero i mean as the god of thunder, that's seriously one of my favorite um, moments in the MCU, and it's—I'm it's, assuming it's one of yours too—is when, um, his they're sister, on Asgard. Hela, yes. they're on Asgard, and she's like pinning him down, and she asks him, like, "What are you the god of?" Again, and it—I think it flashes
0: to, his, to dad.
1: his dad before he died, and then, um. And then, like he just like strikes her with lightning, and then he's jumping into like the the climbing tower of the, the the bad guys. I don't even know what they were called, but on the on the rainbow bridge. Oh my god, that was just dude. F- inc- and the immigrant song I, look, was just, playing. Just, I know anything with immigrant song will always just just get me because it's oh that was so. I'm like getting chills just thinking about that. And I've seen that movie upwards of 10 times. I mean, it is, it is a great movie. But I, I, I do really like Infinity War. I just, it's, it's hard for me to have the same respect for it that I do. I mean, I feel like a, the Marvel Cinematic Universe leading up to Infinity War is a big part of the reason why Infinity War is so good. Right? Like, it is a good movie, but without everything that came before it, it wouldn't be what it is. But I feel like, in a vacuum, you don't even really need to know much about about Thor to really enjoy watching Ragnarok. That's That's true. That's kind of
0: everything you said. No, I agree with. I, because Thor is like, Thor Ragnarok is one of my favorite movies. I just, yeah. The more you talk, yeah, I I agree with everything you said because I love how, because the movie is hilarious. But like I like, and I talk about this in Loki because like, Ragnarok has like these really like heartfelt like pit like not pivotal uh, heartfelt moments that kind of like tug on your heartstrings when like because Marvel's like really known for like its horn heavy score like like the horns and like all of like the percussion but like Thor really starts to bring in like the strings like when they're like when they're with um Odin in like Norway and they're like overlooking the sea and like they're playing like the strings because they do this a lot. Like look at this transition right into Loki. How about this? Because in the Loki show, there are certain points like when like he's like sitting with Sylvie or like he's like Loki's having like a soft moment with himself. And like you hear like this, like the strings overlaid from like similar to that in Ragnarok when he's like contemplating like what he's done, where he's been, where he's like going and like how he wants to like, like who he wants to be as a person. And I think that's what like Thor, like that Ragnarok does really well because like everybody knows it as like oh it's the funny movie, but like it's really like it's it's like an ode to Thor, Thor like it's it's an ode to Thor the character because he's always been the guy with the hammer. But yeah, I agree with everything you just said. God, I want to rewatch Ragnarok.
1: It's it's such an easy one to rewatch too.
0: It's yeah, true. It's so good. And Jeff Goldblum be remiss if we didn't talk about him. I know he
1: is. He will always be Jeff Goldblum, no matter what movie he's in. He's always Mm -hmm. just playing himself. That's, that's the great thing. And there's a handful of characters that are, I guess, actors that are like that, who just play themselves. And I guess it kind of means that they're not necessarily like the best actor ever. If they really just play themselves in every movie. But that also means that like you have an incredible, personality to be able to just like make a character in like any character that is Jeff Goldblum, just is Jeff Goldblum. Like you can't you you don't separate the two in, in my mind, but got it It's
0: like Keanu uh, Reeves.
1: True. Same same deal there. Yeah. He, he doesn't have a lot of range but what he does do is
0: he dry. does very well. <laughs>
1: yes. Do you think he'll ever be in the MCU? I wonder.
0: Um there was talks about him being in a Star Wars. I want to see him playing like I I don't know. I could see him being in the MCU. I don't know who he'd play cuz I don't really know. There are a lot of characters who like haven't come out. I do not want to like he I mean like I feel like he'd fit in with the X-Men really well, but like he's not going to be Wolverine. Um no. he definitely won't be like <laughs> I really like my brother and I were talking about this i think on that uh, we talked about Days of Future Past. Um we want to see, like, the Fox cast just come over into the MCU. Yeah. Like, I want really to see do, McAvoy but, and Fassbender.
1: But you can't. The The problem is, unless they fully reboot it, you can't. Because, like, you can't have the X-Men without Wolverine. And what are they going to do? Bring Bring Wolverine back to the dead.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: it's, that's the thing. and And it's going to be hard to see a Wolverine that's not Hugh Jackman in my mind, unless they, they're going to have to make him a lot younger. I feel like Logan was
0: just phenomenal, another
1: great, great movie,
0: but it's not even like a superhero movie. That's more just like a character drama.
1: It's very true. But I feel like a lot of the, there are movies like that that are just like the dark Knight. I mean, this, we're getting way off of Marvel now, but it, the dark Knight is my favorite movie of all time because it's it's not. I don't consider it a superhero movie, even though it's mm-hmm. Batman. And I it's feel it's a crime like Logan, drama. It is, and 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 Logan is kind of similar, where it doesn't feel really like a superhero movie, but I guess that's what it is. But back to the Keanu Reeves thing, I I do think that the one the one thing that um, I think Marvel will sometimes go wrong with is casting a big name actor. Like, I could rant about Brie Larson as Captain Marvel for hours. I, That was a big mistake, and that movie didn't have the best writing, but she was not the personality to play that role, I don't think. And and her being so well-known, it's just you, you don't see her as Captain Marvel. You I feel like you see her as Brie Larson. I mean, she's mm-hmm. been in too much before that.
0: Cause that's yeah. Cause like now, like you don't. Cause think about like casting Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Cause like nobody really knew who Robert Downey Jr. was before he was Iron Man. People don't see Robert Downey Jr. They see Iron Man.
1: Exactly, exactly. Like they, I feel like he, he'd go, he'd walk around in public, and people would be like, "That's Tony Stark." You don't, you don't really think of him as R.D.J. I don't know. That's yeah. Same with Tom Holland. Tom Holland was a phenomenal casting Spider Man is. My favorite superhero of all time. I mean, he's. Uh,
0: I had you get the little Spider-Man mask in the background. Games, I can but, see it.
1: Yeah, in my <laughs> in my room, hanging there. Spider Man is has been my favorite since I was a little kid, and I. I mean, I liked Tobey Maguire. He was good. He was a little old, a little awkward, and they kind of fell off the rails with him. But Tom Holland is the perfect casting. I I, didn't, I was I was skeptical, but. I've definitely come around. And that, that, um, no okay. way home is, is, is well, homecoming and, and, and far from home are both really, really good. I I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd put them in like my top five, but they're really enjoyable movies. And, and no way home is, is coming up in a couple months already. I feel like we have a couple coming down the pike now.
0: Oh my God, dude, that trailer has been supposed to be released this in quotes this week for the last like 30 weeks. <laughs> Well, okay, I, and this, I mean,
1: I'm, I'm assuming we're working with, this is a good segue into Loki, right, is I I feel like you have to watch the last episode of Loki in order to see the trailer for, Yeah. right? I mean, I don't know how you would.
0: Yeah, Otherwise, let's get into Loki then right the now. Yeah. Let's get into Loki. So what, like, you, say, you and I I think agree, and I think most people agree with this, like, the Loki show, like, of all of the MCU shows released, like, they were all, like, very good. Like, WandaVision was kind of a slow burn but it was really good at the end Falcon and winter soldier was like a really emotional show. Yeah. Like I was, I cried like a few times during the last episode, um, Yeah. but like this show was just like weird Marvel fun from the s- yeah. jump and like, yeah. Oh, it was so great. I love this show.
1: It was, it felt to me like it, the most cinematic of the three. Of the three shows, it felt like it was just a movie that they chopped up the the set pieces, and it were unbelievable. It was yeah. it, it it did not seem like the type of thing that was was TV show worthy. I mean, when you think of a TV show, you think more like toned down, not as much going on, and I mean, even just the production quality of it was just it. it yeah, I I thought it was phenomenal. I think that I mean, it, it felt like it was my favorite of the two oh, yeah.
0: shows so far and like to, like Tom Hiddleston's acting is so freaking like he like the range he can like like do like play like act emotions is just he is so good and it makes me happy when like you can see like he says online like i will play loki until i die it's like thank god because i don't want to see anybody else's loki and i'm so glad they didn't kill off loki in the show because like he's a character that needs to remain around yeah yeah i'm I'm
1: curious about what they're gonna do with him though Mm -hmm. because he he's obviously gonna be around but do you think he's gonna be around outside of the Loki show? Do you think he's going to play a role in, in some of like the future? I know we're not going to see like another Avengers scale thing for a little while, but there's evidently, I mean, there's gotta be right. Do you think he's going to be yeah. involved in that? The, Cause I keep thinking back. I think, I, I think it was Kevin Feige who was trying to get everyone hyped up for Endgame, And I'll always think about this. And when I'm, like looking back on the events of Endgame and he he put out a, a statement that was like all deaths in Endgame are going to be like permanent. They're going to be final. Don't like we're not going to do any weird like bringing people back to life situation to make people more invested in the movie. I think is the reason that he did that. But it seems like that's not totally holding up.
0: <laughs> that's true on that timeline. That's true.
1: That's true. But I mean, you have, think of the deaths that happened in Endgame. You had Loki, um, Black Widow, which I think is going to stick, right? Because Scarlett Johansson is now, I mean, she had her movie and I, I think she's kind of done unless they do some weird timeline situation. And then you had Gamora, but Gamora is kind of back too. Cause you have her character from another timeline, yeah. right? The alternate, Gamora and it so just seems like they're they're gone, but they're not really gone. And it's it's gonna be interesting how they make that happen. And I, I trust Marvel, but I mean, now that we're getting into multiple timelines, multiple universes, it, they in order to keep the broad audience, they're gonna need to make it simple enough to understand.
0: Right? I, th- I think they'll do a good job. I like like think about like an end game, like how like kind of weird the timeline jumping was. They it made perfect sense and to answer your initial question, how they're going to use Loki. I think he's going to make an appearance in either far from home or multiverse of madness. And I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm, i believe it's going to be multiverse of madness because Dr. Strange is going to be the one who's trying to deal with all of this. There's a fly in my room right now. and He's flying around in front of, <laughs> of me. Um, because he's going to be the one like it's the multiverse of madness and wanda has something to do with it um and obviously dr strange is gonna be dealing with it and i think loki's gonna show up and be the guy who's gonna explain to the people or maybe dr strange but i don't know i could see him showing up in multiverse of madness as like a cameo and being like this is what happened we met spoiler alert can't well they like, he's referenced because i pulled up like just the synopsis of the whole series on wikipedia and Kang is only called he who remains Mm -hmm. um and I did a little reading into like the he who remains character is actually technically not Kang but it's Immortus because Kang has like five different like personas because he's initially like Iron Man's grandson and then he becomes Kang the Conqueror and then after a while he turns into Immortus who's like semi-benevolent I think I don't know I maybe I I made that up but like because the Kang we meet in um Loki is like benevolent in a way. He's like, Yeah, this is kind of jacked up. I know what you're thinking. Like, this is like, I'm a bad guy, but like, you're lucky this is me and not one of the other me's. And like, then you see the two sides of like Loki being like, We might need to listen to this guy and kind of just do whatever he says. And then you have Sylvie arguing, No, we all deserve the right to free will and da 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 do whatever we want. It's like, Yeah, but like, there could be some really jacked up shit if we don't like, follow like this what this guy's saying because like i think he's telling the truth and he's like i'm telling the dude the the character of kang was like so kind of oddly terrifying he's like there's chaos out there and i'm the only one between you and chaos yeah. i don't know yeah. what do you think I of think him?
1: i i liked him and i i agree i've read a little bit of the same thing where they're they're kind of they they introduced but they didn't introduce kang where it's like this isn't the Kang, Kang that we're going to be dealing with going forward. Because we know that Kang, he's, the reason that everybody first, like, when they revealed him, when they opened that, like, elevator or whatever little room that was to see the guy that was behind um, the, the the TVA, everyone immediately, or I guess diehard people immediately knew that that was Kang because they already cast that actor in... Quantum Mania and Ant-Man Quantum So it's I think it's a really interesting casting choice because of how kind of like frivolous and like he's kind of like funny sort of, but like yeah. he's not scary at all. And I I've read something that that actor was classically trained as a clown. Did you know that? He he was like he had classical training to be a clown and then he got into acting after that. So it's, it's, I don't. And that's the, the other thing that I don't think that Kang is going to be the Thanos of phase four. I think he's going to be, he's going to play a role, but it almost seems like the multiverse and the multiple timelines as a whole is going to kind of be the Thanos yeah. Of phase four where they're going to be fighting the multiple – the existence of the multiple timelines and the multiple universes and trying to, to yeah. deal with the implications of that as opposed to a a specific villain, which I think is going to be really interesting. I, I, I think because we've dealt with like there's usually like a bad guy in pretty much every Marvel movie that we've seen so far and they're fighting – a bad guy and I actually think that Black Widow sort of spin that a little bit because there was a back sort of like two bad guys actually but it felt like the movie was more about the characters dealing with like their own relationships and and their own pasts more so than fighting the villain and I'm excited to see if they take that route with this multiverse thing how that's going to be kind of different types of of movies than just like oh we have to go kill Thanos you know what I mean
0: yeah I see what you're saying so like Kang is kind of like because like Loki was the it's actually kind of like poetic justice if you think about it because like Loki was the original villain of phase one of the MCU who like brought in the Thanos Mm -hmm. like he was like the horseman of Thanos or whatever, like the, I guess the calm before the storm, Uh, you know what I mean? But like, that's kind of what Kang is for like right now for like the bigger villain who we haven't seen. I mean, I I agree with what you're saying about like the multiverse, like fighting themselves, but I think for the casual viewer who like just shows up, I think that's going to be like a little too heady for them to understand. So I could definitely see them bringing in someone else Mm -hmm. like a Galactus or I don't know. This is where my brother would be really helpful because he knows a lot more about comic book villains. Lore, but like, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, I get into the lore when it's relevant to the MCU. Most exactly. Of the time. Like I don't, I, it's not like I was a huge comic book reader and like know all of the potential things, but when they're directly connected to the MCU is when I definitely start reading up on them. But I know what you mean. I, I think they're, they might try and put a face to the bad guy. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that. I mean, it's always cool to see new characters, new, mm-hmm. new villains, especially popping up in the MCU. But it, I think there's, there's a lot of directions that they can go with it. And, and back to my, the point that I, was, I made a couple minutes ago about, they have to be careful that they, that they don't make it too complex. And I, I don't think I'm worried about them making it, too hard for viewers to understand, but I think they can easily stress kind of stress the audience out with too many things going on in different universes and like mm-hmm. when, when there's so much up in the air, I feel like you kind of like just you feel like it's too much to to, to keep track of. You know, if if you got six Spider Mans to worry about and, and four different Loki's and I, I feel like they did the Loki's really well in the show how they used it as kind of just sort of comedic elements but they also made them so distinct that they were almost like they were they were individual characters right what do you as think of classic loki i i thought it was hilarious Dude, he was richard e grant the goat he was like perfect for that that yeah. was awesome i liked. The, I liked how they did all of the Lokis. Mm-hmm. I it the the crocket alligator Loki was off like just so so funny that that, that they had a, that the penultimate or the, the the second to last episode into the into the madness is that what it was
0: called? Uh, let me look real quick. I was looking at apparently Kang is tech, is actually Nathaniel Richards. So I think. He's Reed Richard's grandson or something one second characters of the MCU da, 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 da. yeah journey into mystery journey into mystery
1: yeah i I really like that episode because I felt like they going into what do they do they call it the void was that what it was yeah well, uh, yeah the void going going into the void I felt like there was an opportunity to make it kind of just crazy and, and complicated and and sort of stressful and hard to keep track of but they used it as a way to to add all these like funky versions of loki and and also in a way pay homage to loki as a character and all Mm -hmm. of all of the the different iterations of loki classic loki current loki i i i thought that that was really well done
0: yeah it's Because it was great. Like I love like the ending of the show because like I love how like the show because a lot of times like most times like at the end of Wandavision like you end and you're like okay like we kind of got closure here she she's dealt with her grief da 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 she's trying to figure out read the book of whatever from Agatha and in Falcon and Winter Soldier you have like the nice ending of. Sam Wilson becoming Captain America and getting the recognition for Isaiah Bradley, who is the first black super soldier. But this show ends and it's like, oh, Kang is like the the time, like they kill Kang. And all of a sudden he's now like the leader, like clearly an evil leader. And Mobius Owen Wilson doesn't remember who Loki is. And like you end in this like, we lost. <laughs> It's like, oops, we lost. By the way, sorry. And Kevin, yeah. like, because you texted me immediately, you're like, that was so bold of them to do something this big in a TV show.
1: That that's the other thing that 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 I loved so much about it is they're not like, I. P, there's gonna be people out there that are like, oh, there's these kind of supplemental Marvel TV shows, and they're out there, but I'm just gonna kind of watch the movies. But I, I don't see how you're going to be, be able to watch S- Spider-Man No Way Home, if they're going the direction that I think they are with that, Ant-Man, Quantumania, or um, uh, Doctor Strange, yeah. Multiverse of Madness. Because they're all, from what I'm aware of, they're all going to be dependent on the multiverse and on, on multiple timelines. And so that last episode of Loki opening that up mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to be able to fully understand those movies without that movie. It's almost like not, I don't know what I would compare it to. It's almost like not watching the first Avengers, right? With, with, with Loki bringing in that army and, and leading to Thanos because that kind of, that, that redirected into the second phase that, that really started to lead to infinity war.
0: It's like watching Star Wars but missing – like cutting out all the scenes of them explaining what the Force is. Yeah,
1: exactly. You're like, what it, are they –
0: like what's going on here? How are these guys doing all of this stuff?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it, – it, I really like that they put that – they're not afraid to, to put that much weight on a TV show because I feel like WandaVision was a really good kind of character study of Wanda – but there weren't a ton of implications beyond her kind of just getting over her grief. Yeah. Right. I mean, she did become much more powerful, but they've made characters more or less powerful between movies and whatnot. Yeah. So, and, and, and Captain America, or I keep saying Captain American Winter Soldier, which is not the name of the show, even though technically I guess that's what it is now. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, you have, Sam becoming Captain America, but at the end, end game, I feel like people could watch Endgame, not watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then just see him as Captain America in whatever next movie he's going to be in and just accept that because he took the shield. Yeah. At the end of that and and the stuff in between is just kind of it was definitely a really good show I enjoyed watching it, but I, it didn't have a ton of implications.
0: It's like optional material. That.
1: Exactly. But Loki is definitely not optional material.
0: It's like not stuff. It's like, oh, you can review this for the test, and then you realize, oh, I did need to uh, I did need yeah. to review that for the test. <laughs> exactly. God. So with the multiverse opening up, do you think we'll ever see um Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. come back? Or like characters like because like people who, like, art, Like, I I guess those are the big two. Like, can you see them coming back?
1: See, I... A part of me almost doesn't want them to. I like them being... Mm -hmm. Like, the Infinity Saga is, like, Iron Man's arc. Yeah. And I feel like I'm gonna see... Unless they do it, they'd have to do it in such a right way. Because if I see him beyond that, it's just gonna... It's gonna feel too fan y and kind of too out of place, and it's going to be so clear that they're just doing that for shock value, that I feel like it's going to be a disservice to Robert Downey Jr., and how they wrote Iron Man and his arc, and uh, his death in endgame was the perfect completion to his arc. I mean, you go back and you watch the original Iron Man, and he is all about himself, right? He's He's completely... Self-centered, and that's a, a lot of people like that about him. And I mean, he's incredibly charismatic. But the turning point in the original Iron Man was going against the grain of all other of superhero movies with him getting up at the press conference and telling everyone that he's Iron Man. He's no longer this vigilante mass superhero. That's what set the um, kind of the tone for the MCU. But at the same time, that act of telling everyone that he's this superhero. Is innately self-centered. It's like, look at me. I'm this this yeah. great guy that's helping everyone, and then he goes to Endgame to the point where he is sacrificing himself and his life with his his daughter for everybody that 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 didn't get a chance to to live for the past however many years the blip lasted. Mm-hmm. And four. Yeah, and I just thought that the, that was a phenomenal arc. But I I definitely can see them them I don't think he's gonna I don't think either of them, Chris or RDJ, will play like a major role. Again. Yeah. But I definitely could see them popping up in, in some way. And if they're I just feel like there's so many things that could ruin it because obviously, the timeline that we're the most familiar with. Those are the, those are the characters that we've gotten to know, and I think that's one thing that I was surprised that Loki did well. We got to know the original timelines Loki, and obviously he was the he was the O.G. bad guy, mm-hmm. and then he kind of had this really cool arc where him and Thor became more like brothers and and Loki became more of kind of a a better a better person, right? And he, he kind of realized that he he doesn't need to be in charge of everybody. He doesn't need to be conquering the world. And that his brother cares about him and whatnot. And the fact that this show kind of started from scratch with a a Loki that didn't have any of those experiences. At first it was it was kind of a shock to me. I was like, I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to like this as much. And I think it took having a six-episode series for me to buy back in to this Loki character. So I think if they take Iron Man, they take Captain America from a different timeline who didn't have any that don't have any of the experiences that we've seen them have, just to be those characters again. I don't think I don't think anyone's going to buy back into those characters in the same way other than just seeing an Iron Man from a different timeline.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't really want to see them come back and if they do like in a little minor cameo, even if they do, do that. I don't want to see it cuz like it had such a perfect ending with like Tony sacrificing himself and then Steve just finally going back and getting to live the life he never got. Yeah. Um which is actually kind of interesting because like how he just like how that wasn't something the TVA needed to prune him for.
1: This is something the the one, I guess, I don't know if it's one issue or what the, the, the thing that doesn't make sense to me about the TVA and the sacred timeline. And this is, this could get philosophical real fast. And I don't know if we want, we want to go there, but but with um, the idea of like uh, uh free will and whatnot, and, and how Loki multi, and I guess I guess it goes with his his characterization and, and how he's kind of a rebel and he doesn't really follow the rules and yeah. and how I I liked that, that that Loki specifically was one of the characters that had so many variants that that stepped out of, out of bounds, but I I don't understand how it's even possible for somebody to deviate from the timeline especially not knowing that there is a sacred timeline right loki didn't know that there was a sacred timeline the the um tesseract just just fell at his feet yeah and he grabbed it and he teleported like that's what anyone would have done it wasn't like he was he he wasn't um trying to like maniacally manipulate the timeline he was just trying to get out of being captured so how, why is that stepping out of line? How is it even possible to step out of line if theoretically, or I guess in in the context of the show, they don't have free will? I mean, mm-hmm. how is that possible? And then, then they just kind of brushed up the whole thing by saying, oh, the Avengers were supposed to go back in time. And then I guess they're yeah. going to say Captain America was supposed to go stay in the past, which is just, it's a little bit of like a... Reach. Yeah, it's kind of just a cop it's out sweeping
0: that they, like, Oh yeah, we had this plan, yeah. don't worry about yeah. it. Sleeping under the rug. Yeah. That's kind of funny because like so is like Loki is destined to break the rules. Not like destined, but like he's following the rules by breaking the rules, but when he breaks the rules too far, it's like, Oh, sorry about that, pal.
1: Exactly. He does he doesn't even know that he's doing anything wrong. Yeah. Right? Like, everyone's like I could be Sitting here, let's just say, for the sake of argument, that the TVA is real, and there's there is someone guarding the sacred timeline. How do I ever know that I step outside of what is intended for me? And yeah, that that that's the part that I didn't fully understand. That I, I like what makes the most sense to me is people that are messing around with the time. timeline and trying to time travel or go. To 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 change the events that have already happened the way that they were supposed to happen that seems like okay then the TVA should go get them because they're screwing screwing stuff up but yeah Loki's just doing Dewey. things that he wasn't supposed to do I, yeah yeah it it worked for the show I guess but I'm I'm a little bit skeptical of the laws of the
0: sacred timeline so then where do you fall on the debate that Sylvie and Loki were having at the end on between the the argument between free will and protecting the sacred timeline,
1: that gets real philosophical too. I mean, yeah, it, I don't care. Let's do it, why not?
0: <laughs> because
1: um, free will is such a what even is free will? Free will is is the idea that things aren't set in stone for you. Yeah. I guess that 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 there are multiple directions that you could go with your life and and your future. Manifest
0: but at definitely. the same time,
1: yeah, but just because for, I think free will is innately connected to our perception of time, right? We think about time as linear and things have happened in the past and yeah. things have not yet happened in our future. And that's why we think that our free will is dictating What's going to happen in the future? but I guess in like to me, I feel like my my the free will that I believe I have is me being able to to choose what I'm doing at any given instant. And I realize that that is dictating my future, but that doesn't necessarily mean that my future isn't already planned out. because if yeah. you think of time as not being linear. If you don't think of 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 things that have happened and will happen there there may already be a future right that you like your free will is exactly that that your free will is leading you to, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have free will. it just doesn't mean that it just it just means that um
0: that the you path are, you won't de- you won't deviate from the the given path that you're on. Yeah, like you can make like minor adjustments to your path, but it's like your end game will be the same no matter what.
1: I don't even think that that's really my
0: like. You had no clue you, this you were going to get into like this when we got on this podcast. Either you're just going to talk about Loki.
1: <laughs> well, we still are technically talking about Loki, yeah. but it, it's like I I don't think that it's like you necessarily have a destiny really. But I I think that there's a set of events and everything it's, it's possible that everything that you are going to do, it may already exist somewhere in the space time continuum. If you don't think of time as being just a straight line, Mm -hmm. everything may already exist. And you're just, you're, Going down that path according to your choices, think about if if we ever invent time travel, which I don't think we will, considering we've never seen anybody from from thirty fifty or what thirty first century maybe nobody's interested in going back to to twenty twenty one but if we ever invent time travel, then going to the future that that means that there is a future, and we'll get to that point somehow, yeah. And we may still have free will, but that doesn't mean that 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 we're going to get to some point in the future. And I don't think that means that we don't have free will. I don't know. I'm I'm not very good at ex- explaining. I, I'm not quite the 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 time philosopher. But that that's kind of it's a, hard it's question a, it's a answer. paradox. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard like question to answer. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I I sympathize with the characters with with Sylvie seeing he who remains give her like a sheet of what she's about to say and feel weird about that right because in in your perception of you you want to feel like you're in control and that someone isn't dictating everything
0: yeah
1: but I don't think that that doesn't mean you have free will
0: yeah. It's not an easy I, I just asked I don't, I don't know what you thought about it. You don't have to have a real solid answer. It's kind of hard for anybody to have a real solid answer for yeah. free will. I don't know if I, was,
1: if I was in that room though, I think I would have sided with loki i, I don't I don't need to be in full control of my destiny. I mean I, I kind of live my life like that. I, yeah. I do what I can every day, and I just trust that that stuff is going to work out. Eventually, you know. <laughs>
0: Blind. Kinda, thing. Yeah. God, the higher power is actually king. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, that's
1: certainly what they.
0: <laughs> kind of a bummer. Yeah, this is yeah. how it's supposed to happen. Oh, all right. Okay. God. Wow, what a deep, what a deep conversation that part was. Um, yeah. there's something I wanted to ask about. Move forward, but that was a, yeah that was pretty inde was pretty deep. I don't know it's kind of hard to jump off from that, but um <laughs> do you think that um the rumors about um no way home are true with like all of the dudes from o g Spider man coming back? So I hope so. I think mm-hmm. that, that would
1: be a really cool movie especially for someone like myself that is such a big Spider-Man fan. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. I've seen interviews with like Emma Stone for for example, who played uh Gwen Stacy in in um The Amazing Spider-Man series. And I mean she like straight-faced denied those she was like yeah that would be awesome but me and andrew are not coming back it's not happening so unless she is like the best liar <laughs> in the world i i i don't know but then again they have um
0: who played
1: uh doc ock,
0: doc ock. yeah he dude that guy is just like yeah i'm gonna be back i'm picking up right away where we left off it's gonna be great you guys gonna have so much fun everybody's at disney's like dude shut the hell up yeah yeah
1: but i do I okay so my thought process for that is and this may not happen but i think that they have a direction to go with this and i guess it depends on how they resolve this multiverse situation but if they bring Andrew Garfield and they bring um, Tomi McGuire back, even if it's just for a minor cameo. I think they could then kind of resolve that as existing sort of connected to Marvel and give Andrew Garfield back to Sony and then just break it off and say, Tom Holland is in the MCU because Sony and Disney are never going to stop fighting. I don't think they're ever and and it would be an absolute crime if Sony snagged Tom Holland out of the MCU and said, this is our Sony universe now. I don't think Disney will ever let that happen, but I don't think Sony's ever going to give up Spider-Man because
0: he's literally all they have.
1: That's literally all they have. And barring Disney just buying out Sony, which isn't the most far-fetched because they're just buying everybody out these days.
0: That's a monopoly. They're honestly like... They probably got some serious dough roll, rolling into Capitol Hill that like they so have true. not been declared a monopoly yet because so them true. and Amazon are rolling towards monopoly status. I know.
1: It's kind of scary. But I I could see them... I mean, it already seems like the writers for spider-man are trying to to make it so that there's there's no going back for tom holland in the mcu where they they unmask him at the end of far from home
0: yeah
1: i don't know We're how jay jonah that, jameson
0: i know oh my god he, wow it's like I, i'm so excited it's like the alex jones of the mcu right now
1: i know that that's gonna be so cool i hope they do that right and um, no way home, but it's yeah. I I really think that Disney's trying their best to to write Spider-Man as like an MCU character that can't be taken and just put back into a classical Spider-Man. Yeah, thing without the rest of the MCU. But I could see they had a lot of plans. I I don't know if Garfield will ever go back to playing Spider-Man, but they had a lot of plans for like Sinister Six. And,
0: and I was excited for that.
1: I was too. I mean, the, the post-credit scene of Amazing Spider-Man Two, which let's be honest, it was not a good movie. But I, I, it's like almost like a guilty pleasure
0: of mine. Yeah, it's enjoyable at points, but like it, as a majority, it's pretty bad.
1: It's a, it's it's bad, poor plot. They they did too much with the with the villains, and it, it was I don't know it it had bad writing, and the fact that they killed off Gwen Stacy, who was arguably the best part of that yeah. series. I mean, Emma Stone is just, is an awesome actress. Yeah. And they, they killed her off. And and, and the, the relationship that, that um, Andrew and, and Emma put on the screen was, it was great. I, I think that they kind of shot themselves in the foot there, but the post credit scene, they, they were down in the, in the, um, I don't even know where it was. It was like, Oscorp. Underneath. yeah, it must've been under Oscorp, but they had like, I mean, they brought the rhino into the last sequence. Yeah. They had the rhino. Obviously they had, um, I think it was technically Hobgoblin. Yeah. Right. I don't
0: think it was green goblin anymore. It was Hobgoblin.
1: Cause and Norman then, I mean, Osborn is dead. Right.
0: Yeah. I don't remember. I don't even seen that movie.
1: Well, Norman Osborn was never a part of the amazing Spider-Man movies yeah right it was um harry osborne yeah played a part in the second one i don't think he was really in the first one
0: no he wasn't
1: in he was dealing with his like the trauma of like his dad was on his deathbed for the majority of the movie yeah and then died the first amazing spider-man was actually not a bad movie i think he gets a bad rap
0: andrew Garfield
1: was honestly like the Spider Man that I sort of grew up on. Because Toby mm-hmm. is the OG. And I feel like I got into the movies of Spider-Man right as the amazing Spider-Man stuff was coming out. So I've have, I have a soft spot for, Garfield, for Andrew yeah. Garfield. And and the, they, like they're way I'm too sorry. old to be in high school. <laughs> I know. And 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 beyond that, like Tom Holland is. It's not that he's not attractive, but like Andrew Garfield was way too cool to be a Spider-Man. Like yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't building Lego Death Stars in his. <laughs> in he his was bedroom.
0: skateboarding. He was kind of yeah. like that cool rogue guy in the back who's like.
1: Yeah, which isn't yeah. the right move for what Spider-Man is supposed to be.
0: It's an you interesting know? take, but like, it's not yeah. something that like, like a majority of Spider-Man fans can relate to.
1: Yeah, and 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 it's not even needed to be. I, I feel like Spider Man is, and I think it's perfect in the MCU to have him there because in this universe of superheroes, Spider Man's kind of like he's the different one who's who's just kind of like he's there, but he like feels like he's not supposed to be there. He's,
0: he's like inserting inserting a normal person into yeah. the MCU, like in Endgame when he's like, "I'm Doctor Strange. Oh, we're using our made up names. I'm Spider Man." Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, he is. Oh, I I I love Tom Holland. He he. I don't think that there could have been a better casting for for the MCU Spider Man. It's. I'm so excited for No Way Home for yeah. for many reasons, but even just to see Tom Holland again as as Spider Man, it's gonna be great.
0: Yeah, when's um the next Spider Verse movie supposed to come out? Because that oh. the first into, into the Spider Verse is my. What? like MCU rankings aside, that is my favorite like Spider-Man movie. It's the best Spider-Man movie. And it's like, you can't like nobody can argue otherwise. The, the
1: leap of faith
0: sequence is, I mean, there,
1: there's never been anything in an animated movie that comes close to that. Yeah. And even in, even in superhero movies like that is just, I, I could watch that over and over again. Yeah, it's, they they did that so well, and I'm so excited for, for I don't know what they're gonna do with another. They could almost at this point, link them together. I think they're gonna have a Miles Morales in the MCU. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna connect to the animated stuff, but
0: that, that- I don't. I hope they don't. I like, I re- I really want into the Spider Verse to like because that's Sony's thing. Like yeah. honestly, like if let let him go let tom holland go don't try to hold on to that make the spider verse your mark like don't like try to like okay cool there's a spider-man over there technically he's ours but like this is our thing because that's when they did that and it was their own original content they weren't trying to steal away from disney like that's when it really hit because they're like oh yeah like look this is our stuff and like i just love how like because like And a lot of movies like that, there's always like, and I feel like coming of age movies is like the kid and his dad are like at odds or like they love each other, but they have a hard time. But like into the spider verse did like the best job of accurately portraying, like being like a kid growing up and like, you're like going through puberty and you're into girls and you hate your parents, but you don't. And you're like, you don't know what's happening because like most movies do like a cheesy way Alright, so we had a little bit of a technical problem and uh, something happened and our recording stopped, but right now, essentially, we're just gonna wrap it up, send it out. Um, I I guess we were talking about, so, like, Riley, what was your overall thoughts of, like, the Loki show and, I guess, the start of the Marvel TV era?
1: Yeah, to sum it up, I I guess I really liked Loki as a show. I thought it was Very entertaining, and I like that it had actual implications in the MCU. I I think that that there's a lot of potential for this kind of multimedia consumption of Marvel with not only movies, but also TV, Um, and with that last episode, I really think they they opened the door to, to possibilities, obviously, within mcu of different things that can happen but also opening the door to kind of different types of movies that they can kind of different directions they, they can go that might deviate from what we're used to because I, people have started to talk about like superhero fatigue and stuff like that where we've had this era of superhero movies that's become its own genre and i think marvel is trying to sort of pivot in new directions so that they can keep audiences engaged and interested in what's going on and, and not just have to watch the same kind of classic superhero plot just with different characters. And I'm always going to, uh, I'll watch Marvel movies until the day I die. I mean, I, yeah. I've always been a superhero guy before even, uh, the MCU really got started and stuff, but I, I think that it's it's good for the bigger general audience, and I think a big part of the reason why Marvel has had so much success, and, and we talked about like Endgame and the hype around it in the theater and stuff like that, and I think part of what makes Marvel awesome is the fact that everyone is into it. I mean, I made my girlfriend watch every single Marvel movie with me. And I'm honestly surprised that that.
0: I'm surprised that she didn't break up
1: with you. <laughs> I, I'm I'm surprised as well. But she 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 got invested into it, and and by the end of Endgame, she was she was crying when Iron Man died. Like, Hell yeah, she, it's it's this community that that includes nerds like you and I who who get delve really deep into into all of these characters and these storylines, but it also includes just. The, the general public, who who you wouldn't normally take for fans of, of of superhero movies, and I think that that's awesome. And so I like that 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 this has the potential to really um, kind of hold on to that audience and and get people excited about about what can come next for it. So I'm I'm definitely excited myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's nice. It's kind of making. Yeah, it, it's kind of like relieving the fatigue and kind of kickstarting a new movement, which is fun, like making superhero movies fun and mm-hmm. not feel like a chore. Um, what is, if you have to pick one big thing that you want to see in the next phase, like of these new Marvel movies, like with the multiverse obviously c- coming along, because we have No Way Home coming out, Spider Man No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, Quantum Mania. What are you looking for, like in these next? This next sequence of movies, what are you like? What's one big thing you want to see, or you're excited to see? Um,
1: I would say I'm I'm excited, to, uh, like a Spider-Man specifically. I'm I'm excited to see, uh, like what they're gonna do with with characters that we've been familiar with, but but haven't seen. Uh, in a while and and like different storylines that we might have already seen kind of come back into play i think that's going to be a big thing for this this whole multiverse timeline thing um and even that that we didn't really talk about but that that what if show that that's coming out i think is going to be really interesting so exciting yeah it's it's going to be really cool to see um like see different takes on the Marvel Universe that that we know so well and I think it's it's, it's going to really like it, it's giving the these writers like free roam to, to just like be super creative with um, all of these kind of like parallel stories that they can do different things with the characters that they never would have done on an individual storyline and so I, I just think that there's so many possibilities and we already have stuff coming down the pike in terms of of, of, of new movies that are that are planned and, and coming out and i'm sure we're even going to see more announcements in the next coming years for for stuff that's going to even build onto that more so it's it's going to be really awesome
0: i just want to see the x-men show up. <laughs> um yeah. but yeah um thanks for coming on i really appreciate it i really i really enjoyed it. this is one of my favorite ones we've done i'm really glad i got you on i really want to have you on again sometime in the future i I definitely can see you coming on again sometime in the future yeah
1: i'd be happy to this was awesome i love just 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 talking marvel and stuff and and i'm not quite i haven't watched the bad batcher or uh which which i know know. you haven't even seen
0: all of the clone wars yet have
1: you no but i i would consider myself a star wars guy but not not to the extent of of you and will i haven't seen i i've watched some of the clone wars i haven't finished it i i should I, really, I know I should. I'm excited for uh, Obi-Wan to come. Oh, up, but, so good. but yeah.
0: They're, they're, so good. Yes. Well, so good. Um, this will wrap up uh, this episode of the Legionnaire podcast podcast. Um, if you guys like this episode, please uh, share it with someone you also think might like it. I know we right now our listenership is dropping right now as I am looking at the statistics on the website. We are seven listens away from 500 total listens, which is kind of crazy. But um yeah, if you want to see a topic on the show, um, Will and I are still working on our project, Star Wars projects that we would like to see done, like that we would do if we had the power to. Um, if you want to see a topic done, covered in the future, email us at legionnairepodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at legionairpod. Um, my brother also runs a TikTok account where he posts clips of us. That's pretty cool. Um, and legionair is spelled L-E-G-I-O-N-N-A-I-R-E. I think I spelled that right. Thank God. I've been screwing that up for the last twenty two episodes. Um but yeah, Riley, do you know how I end close out these episodes? Wow. I say the We Are Legion from like Ray Shaw Ghoul from the Batman. <laughs> it's really awful, but we'll give it a go one time. So all right fellas, we'll supposed- see you
1: say it in unison or do you just say it? Do you,
0: if you want to we can i it's normally just me doing it and will just shakes his head as i do it but if you want to we can do it together we can
1: we can do it you gotta give me a count on them.
0: all right so we'll do it i'll say i'm gonna go i'm gonna count on three two one and then after the one we'll say we'll do it together all right
1: do you give it like a pacing Do you, like, like
0: three two one and then we go okay. all right three two one we are legion That was awesome.